So as I sit here telling myself that there's no possible way that I can see a movie that could just be so unbelievably fucking stupid that it can outmatch and outclass anything that I've seen throughout the year so far. Hell, if anything, I'd be more impressive a movie that would make me disbelieve that anything could be stupider than Godzilla versus Kong, which is a ridiculous fucking movie. But I would be wrong. And of course, leave it to some great fucking site, studio, production company, team, mogul, <laughs> like Netflix, to prove my ass wrong with the incomparable, um, very much overreaching concept of the Fear Street trilogy. Um, now, I will be the first to say that, um, well, not be the first, but I will put out there that, yes, the concept of the Fear Street saga was, in fact, very interesting to me. Three movies spread out to be something that actually connects together, that tells this overarching story that basically you kind of need to see to get the whole picture of everything, which seems incredibly interesting, fun, and honestly, I wanted to enjoy it. Um, well, I wanted to watch it. And considering the fact that I don't like horror movies, this kind of really had something going for it. Um, it was written by, it was written based, um, the movie itself is based off of a book series by R.L. Stein. Um, the dude made Goosebumps. I loved the Goosebumps series. And yes, I watched the show as well. And yeah, the show just, oh boy. <laughs> and there's some, there's some good quality acting in that. And realistically, if you were to take the acting prowess of the kids from the Goosebump TV series and the Are You Afraid of the Dark TV series and watch the Fear Street, you would look at it and go, oh yeah, this was based off of R.L. Stein, all right. Because <laughs> that's how shitty it is. Fear Street happens to be one of the most ridiculous, clap-having, <laughs> Jezebel-having fucking annoying heaven, stupid heaven, retarded heaven, character heaven. Fear Street sucked. Boy, does it suck. And in considering the fact that, hey, Netflix do what they do, which is that they sit there and shell out the shit to make you think that, oh no, this is something that is, it's trending. It's number one. It's number five. People like this. I swear to God, you're supposed to watch it. And you just sit, sit there and look at it and go, no, no, this is right. <laughs> you, you can't help but wonder, what, why? Why do they do these things? Why would someone look at the script, look at the story, look at anything that they had going on and go, yeah, this would totally make some sense? Because it fucking doesn't. The Fear Street was just a giant crock of shit. It, it did absolutely nothing. All it, the, the entirety of the movie was basically a lot of nods to other more famous and popular and well-known horror movies like The Shining, um, Scream, <laughs> and uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. A lot of slasher fil um, flick type films, um, as well as having just a bland cast of cliche characters that did absolutely nothing. You would think after Cabin in the Woods, people would up the ante when it came to writing and developing characters within horror stories um hell even when they started getting better at showcasing characters within movies nowadays that they would do more 
to incorporate and approach the concept of something that's supposed to be truly terrifying or scary or have actually just an okay character that you might feel generally upset about dying rather than just looking at them waiting for a gore fest to arrive. But no, nope, that's not what we got. And awkwardly enough, in the movie Spiral, they literally did just that. They comprised the cast with people who you generally disliked but you had a main and you had a protagonist who simply was going out of his way to just stop a killer um, as well as deal with the antagonistic actions of the people who were being targeted, even though he was going out of his way to save them. A nice little duality. Spiral was actually a pretty good movie. It kind of fumbled a little bit, but all in all, it was actually really, really fucking decent. Chris Rock is proven to be like, an amazing fucking actor now um and people need to give him more props for that <laughs> you know I, I thought it was just new jack city where he would shine um you know and it, it's he's proven time and time again in different things that he's appeared in that like yeah you push come to shove his acting chops shine and spiral was something that did that but we're not talking about spiral i already talked about spiral i'm talking about fear street depth bitch ass thing and i can't help but feel like that was something that was basically taken from nightmare on elm street you know it's like fear street elm street then they're having a thing where it's just the town's affected and it's like that's it you know so and then it's like everyone in the town is allowing this murder crazy shit to happen but then they all pretend like it's not that big of a deal that's totally it i don't like horror but even i know that this thing is just hacking itself um <laughs> like just hacking along a way to sit there and try to claim that it's different and innovative new or a good concept of a story when it's all just bullshit not only that but the piece de resistance that makes fear street incredibly unbearable is the fact that it's gay uh, you 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 being one of those guys huh you're just you're just gonna call something gay i'm not calling it gay for you know like hey that's gay and in a comical sense because that's that's how i see that yeah that's comic right <laughs> it's comedic to say that something is gay but no i mean that in the sense that an overwhelmingly large um, portion of this movie plot is structured around the relationship of two women within the year of 1994 as if that is anything that truly fucking matters it seemed as if it was a nice little pull the rug from under your feet type of twist when it was set up in the very beginning but as soon as that was established it should have died down and just been normal just a normal concept that hey these two were in a relationship one girl had the pressure of the fact that hey being gay is not a normalized thing and so she's been dealing with a lot of bullshit while the other girl still has deep feelings for her, which drives her to constantly try to save her life while she's basically about to get murdered fine whatever who gives a fuck that's fine you can do that within a movie i honestly would be okay with that being a concept of a movie that seems just fine and it makes for a lot of conflicting um actions within the timeline because yeah a lot of people had to deal with that shit because being gay wasn't such a mainstream concept but the problem is is that this thing starts to pander to the notion of being gay as if it was a mainstream concept which it is nowadays but it's not back then so it's really fucking stupid and backwards to have a movie that essentially just does everything it can to let you know these characters are gay and they're here to stay it's so 
stupid in the long run of you trying to do this some suspenseful um, slasher flick that I'm supposed to be generally terrified about when basically every five fucking seconds you got a girl on here crying about the fact that she can't be with another girl. What exactly am I watching here? Why would I care about this? This character has jumped into the film immediately being unlikable. So then why would I care about her feelings for another girl who generally jumped into the film just being told that, yeah, the reason that this bitch is unlikable is because of this other bitch. Then what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, did, then why would I care? And then you just derive, and then you just surround them with a bunch of stereotypical type of characters that make no sense within the confines of this movie, all banding together and dealing with this crazy ass um, witch that's chasing everybody. And for some reason, it's supposed to all work out or I'm supposed to be entertained, which I'm not. It's not bad to have a same-sex couple within a movie or make that be a um, driving factor behind a lot of the um, decisions that are made or a lot of the factors that are brought into place when the characters do shit. But then when you're surrounded by a bunch of idiotic decisions, idiotic characters, cliche type of characters really bland and horrible storytelling as well as really bland and idiotic concepts or even dumber plans that are then executed later on, you can't help but wonder, was the only thing that they truly cared about the gay couple or did they care about actually making a decent horror film? Because as far as I can tell, it seems that the only thing that they were worried about was the gay. And then the fact that the movie itself only ends with three people staying alive, and I guess, I dare you to guess, who could possibly stay alive in a generic horror film that tries to separate itself from the regular norms while copying all of the regular norms? I dare you to guess. Of course it's the gay couple. <laughs> of course it's the couple. Why would they? Why wouldn't they? If they're the central focus, of course the couple is the only thing that fucking matters. So the couple needs to stay alive as well as the black. Because if you kill the black, then that means that you have truly crossed the line into being a cliche piece of shit. Also, that would make one of the gay girls upset because the black happened to be her brother. Wouldn't that mean one of the other gays is a black? <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> you can say these things, but I guess they're supposed to be true, but they couldn't look further from a difference in being black <laughs> and, and, um, and siblings, but that's just a personal preference. I, I can, I can allow it. I can allow that. You know, I can allow that miss. That miss is allowable for me. But the movie itself was incredibly retarded. Hell, they had a scene that was copying The Shining where you had this axe-willing maniac trying to break down the door. But then at the same time, there were like multiple other ghosts chasing these people because they were being chased after by ghosts of previous killers trying to kill one of the gay girls. The one that's not the black, um, by the way. <laughs> and the axe-willing maniac was breaking down the door, but the other ones were nowhere in sight while they were actively doing stuff later. And then the story itself just becomes incredibly and incredibly convoluted. So, all right, let's break down this piece of shit story that obviously came out of R.L. Stein's asshole um, because it is shit. And the simple fact of the matter is that I've read R.L. Stein um, Goosebumps books and Are You Afraid of the Dark has actually more haunting concepts than the Goosebumps book. But Goosebumps only has... If you were to read them back in the day when you were little, 
there's only a few of them that are actually generally terrifying or marginally entertaining. A lot of them are just ridiculous and kind of dive in the realm of just, you know, well, this is crazy. And it's like, I guess that could be perceived as scary, but not truly terrifying or anything that creative, mind you. So, you know, kind of took a mulligan with this, if this is supposed to be based off something R.L. Stein did. And then essentially once this thing opens up and everyone starts cussing, I started to assume that, hey, you know, maybe this is the unhinged R.L. Stein who now can like actively showcase the murder before when he had to cover the shit up. Cool. That's really cool. <laughs> and I was like, I thought that'd be great. And again, this is based off of the book series. So I know he didn't actively write the shit, but I mean, they made the Goosebump movie and that actually was really entertaining and cool. And I didn't want that same feeling brought over, but I at least wanted someone who actually cared about the work to put in some effort to give it some life, even if they were to read it and find out that it was so bland, dry, and stupid. But no, no, they didn't. I don't even know the name of the book series that they're copied off of. And I don't really fucking care because it's all stupid shit. So let's, let me dive into what these, uh, what this movie was about, uh, this, this Fear Street, right after these messages. So the concept of Fear Street starts off with a girl who's basically you know, bitching and moaning about the fact that she was in a breakup. The twist is that you later find out that she's a lesbian. Oh boy, hold the phone. Honestly, when it came up, it, it was interesting. But the fact that it's the most interesting part of this entire movie speaks volumes for the movie. Wait, the most interesting part of a movie is the fact that they had a reveal that the girl was gay? Yes. That that doesn't seem like a good thing. It isn't. <laughs> and that's what we're working with. So in the wake of um, this girl being incredibly depressed, you get to see her brother, who basically is a geeky boy who's all interested because <laughs> you need that type of character within these whack-ass horror movies, Who's that? who is incredibly interested and is all-knowing about whatever the subject matter is that this particular movie happens to pertain to. This shit happens way too often and way too much, and it's way too fucking stupid to even be um, um, passable anymore. To where it's like, hey... I wish we knew information about this, about whatever it is that's happening to us. I just happen to be someone who's researching that um, very same information. Oh, really? <laughs> I, whatever will you do? I, I guess I should tell you what I know. Let's sit down and around a fire and get this exposition out of the way. Yippity skippity. Fuck. <laughs> so the brother is into whatever it is that's going crazy in the um in the movie uh well the movie itself doesn't open up with seeing the depressed um lesbian girl it opens up with a kid killing a bunch of people inside of a mall which could have been very like a hell of a lot better executed but was just ultimately stupid <laughs> and it was just it was just really really bland and really boring and dumb but kid be killing a bunch of people inside of a mall he happens to kill this girl that the um, everything was focused on then a cop kills the kid and then you open up to the lesbian girl so the lesbian girl um like you know you, you introduce to her as like she's heartbroken and sad and then you're introduced to her brother who's basically all into the conspiracy about the town that they live in the town that they live in has a curse that goes around which is known to everybody and everyone talks about it and laugh and makes fun of it but it obviously it's re obviously it's real but everyone acts like it isn't fucking stupid so <laughs> the curse of the town is that a long time ago which was murdered in the town during like witch trials or whatever and that witch then placed a curse on everyone 
thus proving that she actually was a witch, <laughs> realistically, and the sentence was justified because she was a witch, <laughs> because she did put a curse on everything. But the witch put a curse on the entire town, and the curse um, involves that she buried her hand somewhere within the town where her grip never leaves, and she's she's able to possess certain people to carry out her misdeeds of killing hordes of people every couple of years or whatnot um, in order to appease the anger that she has over the town for them murdering her. So there you go. That's that's basically the entire premise of what's going on with the witch. You're then introduced to the um, preppy, perfect girl in the school who basically is like uh, class president, got all these good things going for her, but, you know, she also happens to be a drug dealer. She also happens to be dating basically one of the dumbest fucking stereotypical white boys I've ever seen in just the dumbest fucking stereotypical ways I've ever seen. Like, just just a, a character who is supposedly smart, got all her shit together, and then is going out with a dude that's just a complete and utter moron for no reason whatsoever hell even in a point in the movie when she starts showing affection towards the black the white boy couldn't be couldn't even be bothered like it's like eh, whatever <laughs> it's spilled milk people <laughs> and it's so fucking stupid then it's like why even establish that they're in a relationship in the first place why couldn't you just have it to where they were actually just good friends <laughs> and it's like that that would have been better for the love of god and i was like yeah she's just friends with an idiot you can't argue with that but when you sit there and say that you're going out with an idiot the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> it's like are you are you stupid too no i'm valedictorian the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> so they had that dynamic which is 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 just so stupid so goddamn stupid <laughs> So then you got the brother basically being at school, having absolutely no friends, is considered a nerd, gets pushed around, is called a nerd blatantly out loud, and the sister couldn't care less. Um, and then the brother is just only interested in only doing things that revolve around um, looking up or talking about the witch and the curse that's going on in the town. We're given absolutely no reason at all as to why he's so goddamn interested in this shit. It's just, that's his thing. Because he was born to die of exposition <laughs> so that's it there's a fucking dog barking and there's not supposed to be dogs allowed in this apartment complex somebody's gonna get a fine ain't nobody gonna do nothing because nobody gives a fuck this <laughs> why is everything bad <laughs> why is everything bad <laughs> so then basically you have the um main girl the main lesbian girl freaking out over the fact that she keeps walking around school and seeing just a bunch of people being all lovey-dovey and she just misses that because ovaries i guess <laughs> but she's heartbroken she's sad the girl the person that she's in love with doesn't love her no more and mm -hmm, oh <laughs> so this kind of goes on way too long for it to matter and it's annoying but they do it anyway then she gets spooked by her friends who happens to be the popular valedictorian president girl who's dating the dumbass white boy and they're bringing up more exposition about the witch stuff and the joking matter because their town just happens to deal with said um urban history 
you know, urban legend. There you go. I was like, I was trying to figure out the right word. I couldn't remember. But because they basically deal with that urban legend on a regular basis and it keeps plaguing, like murders keep plaguing their town and whatnot over the years, they kind of just, you know, it's it's a joke at this point in time. And yeah, like all teens, they joke about the shit. Now, here's here's where things get weird. The town that has the curse on it is considered the poor town. And the town that doesn't have a curse on it is considered the preppy town. And this town, those two towns have rivalries against each other to where these people actively hate each other and is basically used as a major theme from what I can tell throughout all of the movies, like all of the movies, it's a major theme. Um, so that's just, that's weird. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's very weird that that is the thing you know it, i don't understand why they brought it up as that point but they do because they make it seem that it's imperative that you understand that people from the town with the curse are the lesser off people they're the poor ones they're the ones who have to suffer the most they're the ones who go through the most hardships and that's weird <laughs> and it was like if it was just that they had a curse and you know, and it's like just they're just known for basically having crazy people come from that town. So then other the other town that's their rival just ridicules them for that. That should have been fine. That would have been enough for something that deals with just teen drama, especially dealing with like um, going into the realm of like sports rivalries and shit like that or school rivalries and whatever. Fine. You, you just have it to where it's like they just generally don't like each other. And the other one has a legitimate reasoning for making fun of the others then that's all you need. But to clarify that they're the poor ones is very, very wrong to me. And it seems like this movie wanted to be progressive, but doing that, it's just wrong. It was just wrong and it made no sense. So they have a candlelight visual at a up and coming football game where gay girl has to attend because she was a part of the band but then she quit band because obviously band made her think of uh her lover so she quit band but then it was like band is mandatory for the candle night visual at tonight's game that's luckily about them going against their rivals scooby dooby and it turns out that her um lover ex-lover is now a part of the rich people town scooby dooby and she most likely might show up or they might like most likely might show up remember at this point in time in the movie you don't know that she's gay oh boy <laughs> and so then it does a lot of it does a little camera trickery because when they're giving a speech about the horrible murders that happen and whatnot for some reason they have the sheriff up there talking they have a plethora of people overbearingly talk about this as if it's something that basically any of these people care about hell the teenagers themselves as well as the people just shrug this shit off as just eh, whatever from both sides of <laughs> of um the townships you know so you have the poor people going ah, whatever and the rich people going ah, whatever and then it's like clearly no one cares but whatever and so then you have the main girl walk away upset because she sees a man and a girl hugging. Then they start kissing and then the man starts grabbing the girl's butt and she just can't take it no more. She's not going to take it. No, she ain't going to take it. She's not going to take it anymore. And then she storms off. She also happens to have the box of things that she was going to give back to her lover because they left them at her house. You know, like you do. <laughs> and then she carried it to the game, you know like you do, in hopes that she might see her at the game so she can give her back her stuff. 
you know, like you do. <laughs> None of that makes any sense, but she does it. And then she's sitting and she's crying and she's sad. And then up walks a girl. Oh my God. Windows have been shattered. The glass ceiling is clear. <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> this house is clean. We have gay. <laughs> and apparently it's supposed to be a big fucking deal. So then you basically get the fallout of their relationship, which is the fact that like, hey, you know, I brought your stuff. I saw you hugging up with the guy. <gasps> the betrayal <laughs> and are you happy that you left me to be with the richies richie rich 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 to which the girl who was with the guy um states calmly and ever so eloquently my parents went through a divorce <laughs> into which case the movie had to go in full pause mode for me as that changed the entire dynamic of everything that was happening. <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 wait. You are upset at her because she moved away. She moved away because her parents got a divorce. Why are you mad? <laughs> it's like, that is not a, that is not a legitimate reason to break up or be upset at said breakup because of that. That is just weird. <laughs> and so then they they go even further into the details of their relationship, into which case the um, black lesbian likes to explain the fact that she ran away. She ran away from them. She ran away from them being a thing. And she's just trying to pretend to be something that she's not. And she should be ashamed of herself, which is a lot of pressure to put on someone who possibly hasn't came out to their family or anything like that. I don't really see justification in doing that. And especially if you yourself are also a lesbian in a timeline in which this is a very closed-minded issue, you should also have some type of sympathy for this concept. I get that you're in love, but also be understand. I mean, we, we call it tolerance for a reason, but it's just, I felt like there should have been some type of understanding with this concept. And it was just really ridiculous that she just jumped down her throat with this notion without even giving a second thought as to exactly what the girl is feeling. And then again, she calmly and eloquently put, I live like 30 minutes away. <laughs> and it was like, then what? What is happening? And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So she's still like within walking distance of you. I mean, it's like, it's another town, but it's the next town over. So you could possibly take a bus. You could get a bike. I don't know if you're capable of driving, but you can go see her and that's fine. <laughs> and it was like, hell, or she could go see you. But essentially, immediately once the decision was made that you decide to leave said town, then fuck all of this relationship. And that just blew my mind at the idiocy that was sure to come in this clusterfuck of a movie. So then basically you have um, angry black lesbian being an angry black lesbian because that's what she started to become. Just incredibly angry and dismissive of everything that's happening or anything that the other girl had to say, which I thought was weird and crazy. And it was like, you're, you're really hurt about her leaving and everything like that. But I was like, you're giving her, it seems like you're giving her no choice. If anything, you're proving her point that you, you like now it seemed like your relationship was toxic more than anything else. <laughs> it's like you, you kind of have this uh, abusive personality you got going on there. Guy, uh, 
you, you might want to check on that. You know, it was like maybe her leaving had more to do with you kind of flipping out over the concept of them being gay and not really understanding her needs. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, just because two girls get together doesn't mean that it always works out. I mean, the, most marriages end in divorce and that goes for the, the homosexual ones as well. So... <laughs> I'm going to put that into perspective. Also, you're in high school and they call it puppy love. So don't give a damn how much you want to sit there and talk about closety shit or like the timeline and things like that or being with someone. High school love is not real love. It is a thing. It is a thing you do. And then when you grow up, you either stick with it or you grow or you learn from it and then just continue to live your life. It is not end-all, be-all relationship shit. In the words of Family Guy, high school, such a serious thing. These problems matter because they fucking don't. So the overbearingness of uh, the black lesbian was just, just all over the place and just in your face and it was gross. <laughs> so then after that, a fight breaks out between um, the two different um, towns before a game could even start because, you know, it's it's what they do. They started arguing because one of the rich people was like, yeah, it's a good thing one of those poor people died. That's not what he said, but uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and one of the poor people went crazy and started killing a bunch of people. Who cares? Like, oh boy. Then a fight breaks out <laughs> of epic proportions. So then in the middle of the fight, the president chick gets like slammed right in the face. Then we cut to them being on the bus going home, in which case they're then getting upset while listening to the president girl who also happens to be a cheerleader i forgot to mention um hyping everyone up for the big game against the other town's team but that was confusing because i thought they were they were at the game but then they were leaving and then basically they were hyping up the fact that they were going to beat them in a game and i didn't i didn't understand what was happening <laughs> so they were all just on a bus cheering and so then you have, you know, a black lesbian sitting on the back of the bus, <clears throat> and, uh, sitting in the back of the bus, and then you hear car honking noises, um, because obviously one of the main uh, proprietors of the fight between the two different areas was, of course, the boyfriend of the lesbian girl who just newly moved to the town, <sighs> the rich town, of course. And then he, they're honking and chasing the bus and throwing bottles at the back of the bus, you know, like you do, because you, that, that school rivalry makes you do some dumb shit there, boy. <laughs> and who's in the front of the car? Why, it's the lesbian. The lesbian is in the front seat of the car with a dumbass boyfriend doing dumbass shit, with a friend of his in the back seat doing equally dumb shit. And... She's just going along with it, letting you know she's a follower, not a leader. And she kind of just goes by the beat of other people's drums and really doesn't have a say in anything that happens within her life because she's so docile and stupid and pathetic and weak. I really hope she lives through all of this. I really like her character. I think she's the most important character I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I wish my kids can grow up and be just like her. Oh my God. So obviously um, they keep throwing shit at the bus. The bus driver does absolutely nothing because he should. <laughs> it's like, you know, your mirrors can let, you know, a bus mirrors will let them know that there's 
other people behind them, as well as the fact that the honking and then the girl telling everyone to stop so they can see the people throw glasses at the bus would make this bus full of people who are now angry at the aftermath of said prep rally canceled game or whatever take notice and then the bus driver himself would also take notice a lot of things should have happened but they didn't magically and then the angry lesbian gets the greatest idea of all ideas let's get a cooler that i don't think any of them brought and let's throw it out the back <laughs> to get payback at them that would totally be justified <laughs> Because, you know, the girl she's in love with is in the passenger seat. So now the offense is even more annoying. So, of course, some people's got to die. <laughs> That's the only way her heart would be healed is if they fucking die. So uh, she's about to do something with a cooler. I don't know if she was going to pour the shit out or throw it entirely, but you really don't get a full plan. She just kind of opens the door and she's like, get a little payback. So I'm assuming they were going to throw the cooler, but then in the midst of throwing the cooler, they find that like her nose starts bleeding. So then they toss the cooler. It kind of, you know, she kind of like lets it go wrong and it goes all over the place, makes them go off road, which could have just killed these fucking kids. And as fast as they were going and then them going off road, they should have been fucking dead, but they miraculously survived. And then lesbian gets out, starts crawling. And then a couple, then like some of her blood touches the ground. And then she just has these wiggy visions, wiggy, wiggy, wiggy visions. All right. After this, we then cut to uh, angry lesbian now being concerned and upset at the fact that uh, my ex almost died and it was my fault. So then she tries to call her home and then she was being weird about it by kind of like arbitrarily asking around as if she doesn't know who these people are when they were supposedly dating for a little bit. So obviously these people would have some notion that, you know, they at least might be friends if she hasn't came out to them or anything like that. So then like the girl's mother picks up and then angry lesbian is like, yes, ma'am, it's me. And then she's like, would you stop ruining her life? Don't call her again. And then it's like, oh, so they know. <laughs> and then it's like, they know. And they're probably aware that angry lesbian has a, has, has a toxic relationship with her daughter. And she wants her to leave her alone so she can actually make something of herself because she's being held back by this very angry lesbian. The the I feel so bad for the mother because of what she has to go through because of the selfish whims of this clearly stupid girl who just so happens to be a lesbian. <laughs> so then we basically cut to a... It kind of then just goes into the realm of you seeing someone dressed up the same way as the guy that was in the mall killing everybody dressed up as and him kind of stalking and lurking on the uh, different other characters throughout the movie. Um, you have the angry lesbian and her brother, as well as the preppy girl and her boyfriend. Um, it turns out that because they actually have traces of blood from the girl on their body, the thing comes after them why the thing wouldn't immediately go after the larger trace of blood or the thing that smells most likely like the girl rather than the thing that faintly smells like her, I don't know. <laughs> but they do not explain this. So then they get into breaking down exactly what's really going on, you know? Hell, the thing even breaks into the house that the uh, preppy girl and her boyfriend are at so it can, like, sniff his clothes because he just had a large 
blood stain on his shirt from dealing with the uh, lesbian girl because she just split up a, she spit up a bunch of blood on them. Oh, also, the police questioned everyone about the accident with the car being totaled, and then basically all the kids lied. But at no point in time did anyone on the bus even mention it, or even the bus driver himself take notice of what the hell was going on. Nor did anyone question the fact that there was clearly like drips of alcohol from the back of the bus because they were throwing full bottles of alcohol, just wasting beer, <laughs> like at the back of the bus or anything like that. Or you could see shards of glass down the road leading up here from them throwing the beer bottles or anything like that R really fucking dumb cops because again this is trying to copy so hard every horror movie ever that's done the dumb cliche shit because this was clearly not written by smart people so um you got this concept of basically them taking the lesbian girl back to um the hospital again i call them these things because they have no personality they just are what <laughs> what they were you got dumb boy preppy girl black kid dumb angry lesbian and then just regular and then um victim lesbian <laughs> so victim lesbo gets sent to the hospital and then that makes angry lesbo um, worried about her because she still loves her secret lovers that's what they are <laughs> so then in the midst of doing that and then finding out about the craziness of what the hell's going on with these um uh the killer thing coming after them then they basically kind of deduce that it's going to go after the uh victim lesbian they then head down to the hospital to try and um help her out or whatnot and then basically victim lesbian as one should do is deftly concerned at the fact that the girl who damn near almost got her killed in a car accident is showing up and then immediately starts yelling at her <laughs> it's like get out of here again toxic person obviously was in a toxic relationship stay the hell away from her ah boy so basically she came to confront her because she assumed that the person who was outside stalking them and messing with them happened to be her boyfriend because of the fact that they basically were wearing the same mask that they were wearing when they were um messing with them or something like that but they also just thought it was a way for them to be fucking with him because they blame, because he said he'd get her back for the fact that they caused the accident um, for his car, even though everyone lied and whatnot. And, um, you know, whatever. So she blames the boyfriend for that. And then she goes to confront the victim lesbian in the hospital, which would be horrible because most likely she had um, eternal bleeding because she did cough up blood. So she should be resting. She should be resting a lot. <laughs> And she just comes in and starts confronting and yelling at her and being like, your boyfriend did this and he's scaring me and my brother and my friends. And then victim lesbian is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. <laughs> also, a drug deal went down, which allowed the hospital to break rules to allow these kids to do visiting hours when visiting hours were over. This should get dumber. People start screaming in a hospital and no one comes out to say anything. He's so stupid. But. So then she confronts it and then the boyfriend shows up and he's like, he's sitting there actually being a decent person. He's looking over his girlfriend who's seriously hurt in a car accident that basically is majorly his fault, <laughs> even though it shouldn't have went that way because angry lesbian just kind of took shit too far. <laughs> but it is mostly his fault because motherfucker, you didn't need to do that dumb shit in the first place. Hell, it didn't even make sense why you would do the dumb shit considering that the game is canceled. You guys already want, like, I, you're, you're rich. <laughs> why are you antagonizing them? Ah, stupid shit. Really, really stupid shit. 
So then they're in a um, hospital room and basically all the curtains are pulled. <sighs> this is such a terrible case of misdirection where dumbasses assume that if you do this, then it will be totally unexpected when the killer kills someone from the curtains because you couldn't see the rest of the room because all the curtains were pulled. So how would you know that there's a killer in the room? Ooh. <laughs> It's like this was written by a four-year-old or something. So naturally, the boyfriend gets killed because, and this is a simple uh, plot device, but it's done to immediately get rid of any notion of a potential romance rival if you want to sit there and have your story be the um, coming together of a past relationship. Um, normally this happens when it's like there's a... Um, you know, you see this all the time when you got like people who essentially they dated once and then they broke up, but then they found out like, you know, one of one of the other ones like got married or they're they have kids or something like that. And then it's later revealed like, you know, I got a divorce or we're separated or we're not really together later on in order to get rid of that concept of there being a potential romantic rival in order to then usher in and then just showcase that this romance is going to re-emerge and reassert itself so now we get to see the slow build of these two people coming together but we don't need the um the necessity of them building a relationship because they've already had a previous relationship we just need to let them reignite the fire that basically never truly went away so plot device happens all the time not that big of a deal but i felt that it was unnecessary to kill a dude who basically did nothing that was warned to be killed for <laughs> <laughs> that poor cis straight white male <laughs> just got gutted for no fucking reason other than the fact that he dated a lesbian <laughs> oh shit uh, I can't breathe alright so white boy died innocent white boy died um, who did nothing wrong so he dies, and then you basically got the two lesbians screaming and running to a hospital, and no one comes to find out what the fuck is happening. Like, seriously, they're screaming and running down hallways in a hospital, a dimly lit hospital for that matter, for some reason. And there's not a care in the world. No one could even be bothered. And it's so goddamn stupid. And so then um, from that, you have... Uh, black boy who essentially has a crush on um preppy president girl um even though she's dating a fucking idiot uh he has a crush on her because yeah he's a nerd and you know nerds are awkward all the time they're never never normal they can't ever be normal they're just fucking awkward <sighs> shit <laughs> like i said cliche stupid shit so all of them are talking they do a thing where they're like they're hungry and then he puts in a code in a vending machine and just all this shit starts falling out Totally stealing, and then there should be cameras because they are in a fucking hospital. But, uh, and they're like, how did you know to do that? Well, hackers sometimes share hacks, you know. When you're in the dark web and you surf the right mainframes, we can find out if this illogical thing, bullshit, right? Just, just dumb bullshit. But whatever, he got a bunch of candy or whatever for them. And then it's like, hey, thanks, nerd. You're still a nerd. But, you know, maybe nerds can be cool too. Maybe, just maybe. They're people like us. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. So 
And then immediately you see uh, the two lesbians running down the hallway. And as they're running down the hallway, they're like, hey, what's all the hubbub, bub? <laughs> and then you just see Killer run right past them. And um, in a horrible attempt to try and make some type of jump scare happen, to which the preppy girl screams to the high heavens. And again, in a fucking hospital, and no one does anything <laughs> about it. And you just got to wonder, what? <laughs> like, like just, just what? 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 So then they do that, and then basically it's where the movie itself kind of goes up its own ass, because um, the person that's chasing them turns out to be the kid that was killed that was murdering people in the mall. But he was murdered, and he even still has the bullet wound in his head from when he was shot there. Um, So he's basically a walking corpse just trying to kill them. But... The thing is, is that he's only after the victim lesbian girl because she apparently disturbed the gravesite of the witch that put the curse on the town in the first place. Okay. But he's only after her. But then you see him actually kill a plethora of people um, as well. He killed some of the hospital staff as well as some of the other patients within the hospital. And all of it is completely unwarranted because they, they then showcase that the only people that they go after, him as well as other beings that were once used as tools to kill by the witch um, that come back to life, um, they only go after the lesbian or anything that has a scent of her blood on it. So the other murders that take place make absolutely no sense, <laughs> which again makes the <laughs> makes the um, boyfriend murder just that much more fucking stupid. So then after they get out, um, get away from the hospital um, in order to you know get out of the hospital because there's a fucking thing trying to kill them, they go to the police to tell them about what's happening. Classic horror movie move classic because we all know what happens when you go to the police in a horror movie and you tell them that someone's trying to kill you they don't believe you because that's exactly what cops do (laughs) you tell the cops that hey there was a dude with a knife trying to stab us but it was the dude that was murdered on tv you gotta do something about that and like he was in the hospital he killed a bunch of people they're dead and they're like yeah the dude already has been caught. You guys are lying. If someone comes to the police to report a fucking murder, you know what the police have to do? They have to look into that fucking murder simply because of the fact that it's a murder. Come in. Come in. Okay. <laughs> but simply because of the fact that it's a fucking murder. So... If you do, if they are stipulated with prank calls and whatnot, I don't care if it is a small town police station or whatnot, they still have to go check it out because there's a difference between being like, hey, we're seeing a killer and he might be killing somebody to someone actually coming up to you and going, there are people that are dead at a hospital. Why do they go check shit out like that? Because if there does happen to be a fucking murder, I would rather we found out that, hey, they were telling the truth. People did get killed. We need to do something about this rather than going, oh, shit, they were actually telling the truth. We probably should have did something about this. (laughs) One of those things is inherently a hell of a lot worse than the other one. They just are. (laughs) And then you would basically send out a car to go check out and make sure that the shit is okay. Also, 
They're in 1994. Walkie-talkies and phones exist. At no point in time did the officer, because one of the officers does go to the hospital to try and check out what they had to say, at no point in time does he even keep in contact with the other fellow officer to let him know that, yes, they were telling the truth. Do you still have the kids there? They might be in danger. Someone was fucking murdering people <laughs> in the goddamn hospital. Never happened. Never fucking happened. Why? Because this movie is up its own ass with stupidity. Jesus Christ. I mean, they even drive to the police station in a stolen ambulance and nothing happens to them. <sighs> Maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. So then in the midst of them basically standing around the police station, dumb boy uh, needs to pee. And instead of going inside, he pees on the wall of a police station. Something that's totally illegal. Boy, this is such a smart movie. Then he hears singing. Then he goes to um, figure out where the singing is coming from. You know, like you do. Then he finds that it's a girl singing on the side of the um, street. And he's asking her, are you okay? Why are you singing here? You're out in the middle of nowhere. And you're just blatantly singing, um, singing a janty tune. <laughs> do you need help, lady? <laughs> then a the girl got a razor blade and then she tries to cut and kill the guy. Um, and then basically uh, angry lesbian um, got angry on a cop. And stole his gun. He didn't notice. And then he just kind of was like, whatever. And uh, she stole the gun. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to protect myself. And then she immediately unloads the bullets into the girl that was singing, trying to kill the dumb boy. I really wish she would have finished the job. Um, and then she unloads the bullets into the girl. And then the girl starts to heal. And then the blood that came out of her was black. So now we're dealing with the supernatural bullshit. Um, <laughs> now we get to know that we're dealing with more supernatural bullshit. Or they're being chased by more than one killer. Ooh, yippee skippy. So then you basically are found out because, hey, it's what he was born for. The exposition nerd, the who is black, starts giving out all the good juice. The people who are after them and the different murders that take place within their town year by year, date by date. Remember, this is supposed to be a trilogy that incorporates different timelines going from 1994, think 1967, 78, and then 1666 in that order and that makes perfect sense <laughs> but um so then it uh so then he basically starts breaking down all the different murders that happen within their town and how it's a reoccurring occurrence that basically takes place because of the witch's curse and whatnot and then everyone immediately is dismissive about it even though they just saw motherfuckers get fucking taken down and brought back to life or people who actually were already dead that came back to life especially his sister who actively shot a motherfucker and then saw a dead motherfucker. And then she just basically constantly reoccurringly goes, you don't believe in that witch stuff, do you? And it's like, what the fuck were you witnessing? You idiot. Maybe it's because she's a gay, maybe it's because she's a mad lesbian. I don't know, <laughs> but it's stupid. It's just stupid. So then the blackboard basically breaks down at different times that people were killing stuff and it was like, it was like, whatever. <laughs> and it was like, all right, yeah, whatever. What does that mean for what's going on? Then they're like, yeah. And then they kind of fumbled about about the fact that like, no, they're only after the victim lesbian. And then it's like, oh, it's because of her blood. And you see, dumb boy um, had a bloody shirt. And then instead of taking it off or changing, he just kept it on because he couldn't be bothered to do anything else. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was the reason. So that's why um, the girl tried to stab him because he uh, smells like the victim because he has her blood on her. 
So then they find out that basically um, victim disturbed the grave of the witch that was, um, you know, put the curse on the town and whatnot. And again, another moment where they're up their own ass. The witch was killed in 1666 and her grave had like a bunch of, had like pieces of moss covering her bones. As if that made any sense. It was like 1666 and the deepest you were buried was like some moss and leaves. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, like you disturbed the gravesite. Now, they didn't even show like the car hit the ground or anything like that. They kind of like make the dirt come up or something like that, which would have been far more believable if that was the case. But it didn't. And it was like, no, nah, it just rolled over there and her blood dripped down on the grave. And then like you keep moving it or whatever and you can actually see the fucking bones under the moss <laughs> it was like even when everyone was around and they were investigating the car crash some cop should have stumbled upon that bullshit it was right there <laughs> under the moss so more stupidity so then basically they come to the notion that maybe if they just rebury her and they'll kind of do like poltergeist rules because again this is stealing from shit so it's like hey might as well blatantly say something that we might take from but then obviously they're going to go against it because if they blatantly take from it and say that they're taking from it then that's, that's just stealing <laughs> so then they try to go back and um bury the chick and then again you have the sister being dismissive when it's really fucking stupid for her to be dismissive especially when she's the one who came to the conclusion that they're only after the victim lesbian girl who she loves so dearly and then all of them are like okay maybe if we do this we might be able to stop this motherfucker from trying to kill your ex-girlfriend and then she's all like you guys are fucking idiots <laughs> you believe in this ghost shit <laughs> this witch bullshit and then she was like, you're even putting these little flashlights on your head. You guys look so stupid. And then the preppy girl, in an act of pure clarity, goes, I can't believe you're this dismissive of this stuff, considering that you saw what we all saw. Why don't you believe what's happening to be happening? This is incredibly stupid for you to go, this isn't a thing. <laughs> it's like, that's just stupid. My brother's just really into this witch shit. Yeah, but it... it it seems to be truthful because you shot a kid and they're still alive. They got back up. Did you not see that? <laughs> so that was fucking dumb. And then you essentially had them try to um, find the bones and then try to bury it, I guess. And then they were like, I think we did it. I think it's over with. And then obviously it wasn't. And then there was like another killer trying to chase them. And this time was a big act reeling motherfucker. And then they were all running out of the woods and they tried to get out of there. And it was like, hey, that didn't work. Now what do we do? Then it was like, well, plan B, let's try to, and it was like, let's run to somewhere safe. And they go to the school. <sighs> Teenagers. <laughs> so then they go to the school. Um, they go to the school. Then they bar themselves inside of a room. And then in the midst of doing that, then basically everyone comes to the idea and conclusion, except for the angry lesbian, that, hey, they're not after us. They're after you. <laughs> like, why are we wasting our time with this? Literally, they could go home. <laughs> like, all of them could go home and they would be safe. They would be safe and sound and they won't have to be in this stupid-ass movie anymore. <laughs> But they don't because they're dumb. But essentially, they're all like, yeah, we can just let her get mutilated by the ass and leave, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> like, we didn't disturb the witch's grave. They're only after her. 
oh my god and it was like yeah like yeah there you go and it was like what the hell do you have to lose by letting her die like seriously and it was like this isn't your fault like she got in the car with a dumbass boyfriend who crashed after her ex-girlfriend basically was upset because he was he was throwing things at her and made her vagina cross damn it and so he needed to be taught a lesson and then it disturbed the gravesite, which your blood fell on it. And now they're after you. This is a you problem. <laughs> like, all of this is a you problem. It got shit to do with me. So then basically all of them are like arguing against the angry lesbian who's like, you guys just can't abandon her. And I was like, you're the only one who wants to fuck her. It ain't got shit to do with me. And I was like, don't make me know. Never mind. Only person they're coming after is you. <laughs> it was like, we can't kill them. Only person they're coming after is you. So let them come after you. <laughs> and so then, um, the victim lesbian, ever the victim, goes, no, I'll go out there and sacrifice myself so they can kill me. And then this will be over with. And it's like, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> you know, it's like, no skin off my bones. I don't know you. Um, but then they all decide against it because angry lesbian keeps crying over the fact that like, you're just going to let her die. Come on, guys. <laughs> and so then they save her again. And then they did bring her back into the classroom when they were in. And then it was like, you you guys are going to save me instead. And it was like, well, you kind of were going to sacrifice yourself for us. And it'd be kind of a dick move to just let you die if you were willing to die for us. You know, so we might as well think of a better plan to get rid of these things, in which case they try to. So. Then somehow <laughs> they think of a plan where they get um, her blood and then they try to, uh, well, no, this, I, I'm, I guess you're in awkward order and I'm backwards order. Yeah, when they first get to the school is when they make up the plan to try and destroy the things that are chasing after them. So they get her blood, they kind of spread it out, they put it on a mop and shit and they kind of like spread it all around the floor and whatnot as the things can like follow a trail into a bathroom where they basically set up a bunch of chemicals in order to burn and explode their ass and it was like yeah all right cool um so they set that up they tried then they try to blow them up or whatnot then they all walk into the bathroom and then all the black stuff that they explode into starts to recoagulate and form back together um proving that essentially even blowing them up doesn't stop them so this is when they go into a room and then they come to the conclusion that hey we really don't need to help do this shit they're only after you and they're indestructible <laughs> so then they bring her back and then in the midst of doing that that's when they basically just kind of run some more um and then they think harder about the um the little nursery rhyme that's about the witch or whatever in which case it talks about the fact that hey actually it's the only way for the witch to stop chasing after you is if you die so they look into more of the lore about the witch and you know you need the black kid for the exposition for this and so then you know they're able to find out more information and basically he points out the fact that there was a survivor during the massacre from like 1978 which is going to be the sequel movie by the way if you didn't already know <laughs> and uh that person was able to survive even though they were recorded to be dead for a little bit but then they were brought back to life or resuscitated or whatnot so obviously they was able to break that hex okay so then that was the plan let's break that hex and it was revealed that dumb boy had a brother who od'd and this was kind of shrugged off for some reason because the president girl was like selling drugs. So it was like, why are you selling drugs? Then his brother OD. And it was like, yeah, so. <laughs> but it was like, but he didn't die. So drugs are cool, you know, because <laughs> drugs are cool. Boy, R.L. Stein, you're so amazing. I can only blame you. I don't know who else worked on this movie. I don't want to know. So I'm just going to blame you. This is a shitty story. That's your fault. <laughs> so boy, R.L. Stein, could you get any more teen? And it was like, so. 
then they basically go to a pharmacy in which they just um they like hey take all of these pills in this order and then it'll make your heart stop then we'll shoot you with epine- with um a fucking um epipen because it has epinephrine in it and then it'll jump start your heart back and then you'll be back to life won't that be great stupidest fucking plan i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> just, just the stupidest fucking plan ever. You're gonna make her OD and then hope <laughs> that an epinephrine um, boost is gonna sit there and wake her back up. They, it, and then it's like the, the the pill um the pill pillmanship that they had going on was redonkulous. And it was like, hey, you gotta take these in this type of order. You gotta do it within this type of time frame. And that's the only way your ass is gonna die <laughs> than be able to come back to life. Oh man. And then the girl even throws up. Then it's like when she throws up, that kind of like fucks up the, a lot of the, the other pills and whatnot. But and, eh. so then their grand plan is to go into like a convenience store, basically like a Walmart or something. Um, like, you know, the small ones. There's like, you know, there's like mostly it's food, like almost, almost more so just a grocery store, a grocery store that kind of got an aisle for kid toys and pet food and shit like that <laughs> so they kind of go into there and then they go into there and then a grand plan is basically while the um, victim is basically getting fucked up with some drugs uh angry lesbian is going to be the one to watch over because that always works out perfectly and again they survive <laughs> so um angry lesbian is going to be there helping her administer the drugs because she loves her so much um also there was a sex scene in the school which made absolutely no sense because it was like they need to wash off any traces of the blood of the lesbian girl on t- on them but then they immediately start dealing with like a bunch of her blood right afterwards really fucking stupid and backwards but that's what they did um yeah and then they tried to have a lesbian sex scene with two high school girls and that was just weird. And then they had an incredibly long and awkward scene of a nerd boy basically trying to clean off the back of the popular chick, if not to other, if not to insinuate the fact that, yeah, he likes you. And also, you know, ain't nobody going to get none in this movie. <laughs> it just it just ain't going to happen, dude. But so they keep like that happen. So then I let you know, like, you know, the lesbians are back together. But, oh, it might just be ever so thwarted because of the fact that you know the killers <laughs> uh not the band the band is awesome but you know the monsters running around trying to kill them they're, they're trying to specifically kill the lesbian hmm i wonder if that's a metaphor for something i don't need to look into that but i digress so then the grandmaster plan is to distract the killer and things going after them they're going to smear the girl's blood on them and they're going to randomly walk around in this um uh grocery store and just hope that they don't die (laughs) they are in a store with a plethora of items and objects and whatnot and they don't pick up not a damn thing for a fucking weapon and i know the things can't die but they don't pick up a damn thing for a fucking weapon and it is the stupidest thing that you could ever possibly see with your own eyes they just walk around with a big old target on their back waiting for a thing that can just creep up on them at any point in time to creep up on them at any point in time with no type of protection so stupid and then there's like there's just shit in the aisles all around them and they don't grab nothing boy this is a bad movie So then, naturally, because they just have smeared blood on them, rather than the giant sack of blood that's over there ODing on pills, the killer and things come after the random teens running around with the smeared blood on them, like you do. 
And in the midst of doing that, basically, dumb guy and preppy girl get killed. Oh no, so sad. Too bad. It really doesn't fucking matter. Um, and then it just is like a bigger shock to the black kid because it's like, damn, dude, you could have had some. Hell, there was even a moment where the dumb kid was like, uh, hey, man, like, yo, it's cool if she likes you because normally she doesn't like anybody. So if she likes you, hey, that means you might get you some and it might mean you might have a lasting relationship. Also, she has a future. She wants to get out of this one horse town, make something of her life. She got the grades. She got the bronze. She got the brains. She, she's got it all. <laughs> she's dead. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> So then um, we get to the fact that essentially uh, the lesbians mess up because one of the killing things come after them because that's who they were supposed to come after in the first place. And then they get to the idea like, hey, we could have drowned her ass. You, you guys could have bended that. <laughs> and then she tries to drown her in like a lobster tank. But then they carefully remove the lobsters first because from safety. <laughs> and so then they she basically put her hand underwater and try to wait till the bubble stops. Um, killing thing keeps chasing after them and then it's just kind of like prolonging the drama until she finally just gives up and dies you know so then she gives up and dies and when she dies all of the murder and things disappear hooray they did it oh no wait the girl's still in the water <laughs> so they gotta pull the victim out ever the victim and she's basically dead so then the angry lesbian in an act of sure just not sure pure genius grabs the epipens and starts jamming him in her fucking chest what <laughs> it's like you drowned her she's no longer ODing. you need to resuscitate her ass <laughs> it's like you're what are you doing cpr you need to do cpr right now you do not need to give her an epipen so she didn't just stab her with one epipen she stabbed her with at least seven of them <laughs> something that would make a normal person heart stop um <laughs> she just kept stabbing her ass then she tried to give her resuscitation and then when she did girl coughed up like a little spit of water <laughs> and i was like this is a really bad movie. This is a really, 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 really bad movie. So then the aftermath of that is that um, they talk to the police who sit there and are like, yeah, so we saw the dead people at the hospital. Obviously, the people who did this were the preppy girl and the dumb boy. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like they were on a drug crazed massacre and they decided to kill a bunch of people because they're junkies. <laughs> and it was like he had an axe imprint in his head and her head went through a fu fucking meat cleaver and shredder a meat shredder and then it's like exactly in what world does any of that make any sense <laughs> that they did that to themselves because they were on drugs then it's like you could check their bodies right now you know a, a toxicology report and see exactly what type of drugs are in their system. And it wouldn't, I dare you to find anything that would be so damn damaging that it would make you want to fucking kill yourself from the 90s? Seriously? <laughs> so that's the story that the, um, the police chief has, and he's sticking to it. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then essentially he basically kind of gives them an ultimatum. Do you want your friends to go down in history as being these crazy drug-filled maniacs? Or do you want to tell me the truth? And it's like, we tried to tell you the truth. You didn't believe us. So if we say it again, you're not going to believe us. So it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> like, so it really doesn't matter. And then again, angry lesbian really couldn't care less 
because as long as she gets to be with her boo, she don't really give a fuck about anybody else because that's been her story since the very beginning of this fucking movie. And it's been raining true this entire time. So good for her. Uh, horrible person. Horrible, horrible, horrible person. And it's even worse for the black boy because it's like, damn, dude, you could have got you some. Now, now who's going to like you, nerd? Because you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Uh, you make me sick, you nerd. And you're a nerd for something that's weird, like murderers. Ugh, that's the worst kind of nerd. A murderer nerd. <laughs> oh, boy. So stupid. So then as they're leaving the police headquarters because police are fucking idiots, they blame the kids for everything when there's like no evidence that would even justify that they did that shit <laughs> and, um, and you know, or did anything to themselves because it's just fucking stupid. Clear signs of struggle and whatnot. It's just, just fucking idiotic. Um, and so then um, as they're leaving the police station, um, the two lesbians are walking hand in hand and then the um, victim uh mom shows up who just tries to drag her away and then in which case angry girl just goes like hey i'll see you later and she's like no and she walks up and kisses her i'll see you tonight and then it's like oh it was all worth it all the deaths everything was worth it because now she's letting her mom know i'm gay fan fucking tastic <laughs> so then we cut to them basically in the angry girl's bedroom she's doing her own thing um, and then the nerd boy kind of comes out of his shell a little bit because he answers the door because apparently he didn't do that before, but now he does. And that means that he grew as a person somehow. So there's also a moment in the movie, um, that basically was like unimportant where, oh man, I'm wasting time for no reason. Um, but there was a, a moment that was basically unimportant where they tried to call the person who survived and get their input on the horrible shit that was happening to them, you know, also to help with the sequel shit. Um, and then they didn't answer. And then it was like, you're letting us die and you're not helping us. <laughs> stupid, stupid fucking voicemail. So then that person calls back and talks to the angry lesbian because she's been angry this whole time. And it's like, yo, why is this bitch angry at me? So then she lets her know, wait a minute, you got the murderers coming after you? Guess what? The, the shit isn't over. Well, she's like, no, nah, it's done. We dealt with it. We got rid of it because we killed my girlfriend and then brought her back to life and it's like no bitch that doesn't mean that it's end like you don't get to justify exactly when the witch stopped the witch gets to pick when she wants to stop and then she's like what she's like she makes the rules they are her rules she's the fucking witch that's how that works <laughs> and then she's like what turns around and then she sees the victim the victim decides to level up and stabs the angry one finally ridding herself of this toxic fucking relationship once and for all <laughs> And the only way she can know how, by killing this bitch. <laughs> so then they have a struggle upstairs. <laughs> they have a struggle. And then her brother is downstairs playing video games or whatever. And he just hears bumping from above him. Above him is the kitchen. He hears bumping and kind of shrugs it off like <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> and it's like, your sister is about to get murdered. And you're like, lesbians. <laughs> it was like, they're in the kitchen. They weren't in the kitchen before. <laughs> so it doesn't even go see if there's like trouble or anything like that. Because they're like, they're like falling on top of on the ground and whatnot and just banging all over the place. And it's rid ridiculous. And then after that, they, um, like, she's just, 
just they just keep constantly banging and banging. And then when he finally decides to get the fuck up and go check to see what the hell is that is happening, he sees his sister. He sees his like, well, no, his sister comes downstairs, you know, <laughs> to see him. She's all kind of bloody and fucked up and he got a stab wound or whatever. And then he goes upstairs to see that the victim is tied up with the fucking phone cord. <laughs> and it's it's holding her. <laughs> the phone cord. <laughs> I know some of you people might not know that phones used to have cords, but for those who know, if you've ever seen a phone cord, you know, no, that's not holding anybody. <laughs> that's not ever holding anybody. No one has ever been restrained with a phone cord because she didn't like tie up her hands and her feet with a phone cord like hogtied style. No, she wrapped the shit around her as if she was in a goddamn cocoon. The shit looked stupid. <laughs> and, she, and you just see this girl on the ground struggling like, ur, ur. <laughs> like I can't get free. Uh, what kind of wizard weed is this? <laughs> oh, so fucking stupid. Oh my God, it's so fucking stupid. And then essentially it kind of, it kind of just basically goes off from there. And then you just see like uh, some weird imagery of like the witch doing some name um, stuff showcasing that, you know, I don't know any of these people's names, but someone's name got added to a list or whatnot. And then it's like, yeah, the witch is still like out hunting motherfuckers. And then it went off. And then basically it was like, yeah, next time they're going to do the 1978 thing. And then it's like, that was Netflix's biggest little thriller thing that they got going on. And it's just a giant crock of shit. So that, that's it. That, that's all that it was. Um, oh boy. Keep, gotta get up and stop that thing. Should just turn it off. But no, I'm a fighter. <laughs> uh, it was like, yeah, so that was it. That was the whole stupid-ass movie that Netflix decided to make that I have no idea was supposed to impress anybody. Um, I know that Netflix's um, audience has now shifted into the stupid um, a long time ago, and they kind of cater to a ridiculous base. But if this base enjoys this type of movie, then I'm afraid your base is full of fucking idiots because <laughs> this is possibly one of the dumbest fucking movies I have ever seen in a long goddamn time. It has absolutely nothing in it that is resembling any type of horror. There's absolutely nothing in it that has any type of suspense going on. The characters are all one-dimensional and bland as shit. Everything that happens just immediately can be summed up as just a, one stupid ass action after another. And there's really no weight or legit or, or, um, lev uh, there's no weight behind any of the actions that go on because honestly, none of the characters have a need to be there in the first place. Unlike other slasher films like uh, Scream, where essentially these people are being just picked off one by one by a mass killer. The town itself is in an uproar at the fact that there's a killer. There's now a curfew, but the teenagers are still partying and having fun because it's their last time at school. Hell, they're even joking about the fact that all this stuff is happening, considering the um, nature of the main girl, Cindy, who mother was associated with basically a crazy ass incident that happened in the town years ago. That shit had weight to it. There was a reason for the stuff to happen. Nothing 
seemed random. These things, it's it's a slasher film. The, the, the killer was killing. He was supposed to be killing. But everyone had the, but everyone could get it. That was the point. So then it made sense why you would be afraid to go out at night or be afraid to do certain things. The killer could get anyone. And they did. <laughs> um, same thing with like the Michael Myers thing. It was like at, at the end of the day, Michael Myers was just strictly on trying to kill his sister, I think. Um, but at the same time, Michael Myers was just a killer at heart. So it was like, yeah, he wants to kill his sister, but he also will kill everyone else as well. He needed to be stopped. <laughs> it's like that's how that shit worked. Uh, hell with Jason. It's not like Jason. It's like like um you know if you weren't at Camp Crystal Lake, you had to worry about Jason. If you go to Camp Crystal Lake, you have to worry about Jason. <laughs> it's like so. Don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. That's it. <laughs> it's like that's how that works. But it's like the people who go there, they now have to worry about that. <laughs> oh man, there's. They give some weight to it because they like might give a reason for this shit to happen or whatnot. I feel that people should have learned a lesson from the Cabin in the Woods movie, which poked fun at the archetypes that they would have in these terrible slasher films because of how ridiculous it seemed. And then it just basically brought a brand new light to that concept, which should have made a lot of people who um, basically indulge in those types of films or people who make those type of films or want to make those type of films kind of look at things in a different perspective. Like maybe we should do more with characters. Maybe we should do more with the concept of fear. Maybe we should do more in terms of like exactly what counts as like horror or something that would be, you know, even suited to be scary or anything like that. We should probably just dive at this with far more thought to it because essentially the shit got bland. It got bland a long time ago. So we need to stir the pot a little bit. And whoever the fuck decided to make this piece of shit, not only did they not want to stir the pot, but they didn't even turn the stove on. <laughs> they just eating cold grits. Eating cold grits and they saying, mm -mm. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Just like mama used to make it. Oh man, this was a clusterfuck of a movie. I just, I cannot stress that enough. There was no, there was absolutely nothing good about it whatsoever. I, now the crazy thing is, and like, yeah, this is going to be crazy, but I am definitely going to watch the rest of the movies. One, I'm curious to see how the fuck this ends. I know it's going to be stupid. Also, I need content <laughs> to make these goddamn podcasts for. So yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of them. But as well, this is stupid. This is stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Oh, man, to, to be stupid for the sake of stupid and gay for the sake of being gay and cliche for the sake of being cliche. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever for these movies to be looked upon or uh, to not, not to be looked upon, to get any type of glance whatsoever. I usher anyone who wants to look at these films to turn away right now go find something else that's worth a watch go look up something else netflix is lying to you this might be a three movie event but it's a piece of shit <laughs> it's just it's a it's a piece of shit that's going to be delivered to you three goddamn times and if you really 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 want to know what's going to happen in the next movies then you just gotta wait for the next episode that i put out <laughs> With that, I'm going to end this shit. This has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. As always, good people.
hope you have fun.